from the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome back to We Should Start a Band, a podcast where we are not experts, just highly opinionated. I'm Heritage Avocado Toast, and I'm joined by... Cold Brew Kombucha and Retro Denim Jacket. Today, we'll be turning on our can't-live-without kitchen appliances. So put away your whisks and wooden spoons. We're about to get gadgety. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, copyright. no, copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. We are not getting copyright-stricken on our very, very tiny podcast. Classic 90s cartoon reference there. The research department can't afford it yet. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> We don't have any follow-ups yet because we've been really lazy, but keep an eye on the Instagram so that you can answer our questions and then we can shout out, you know, the two people who answer. <laughs> also, just assuming by the lack of interest that you've received on Instagram that we do not need to make a TikTok yet. Yeah, I'm going to go with no on that one so far. <laughs> Phew. That was close. I mean, I didn't actually put up a poll. I was kind of just counting on people to take the initiative. I figured that that would be like the most important thing was like if people actually wanted to see it, they'd actually they'd take the initiative. Also, if you put up a poll and people are like, yeah, I guess that could be cool. And then you've given them the choice of saying yes, and you might accidentally get exactly. It's too much pressure. Yeah. Well, as we actually get on the topic here, maybe <laughs> oh, okay. we should define... Uh, what we consider appliances. Like, are we just talking about handheld and, like, tabletop-sized items, or are we including specialty hobs, stoves, things like that? Well, I guess the first thing is, if we're saying, are we saying kitchen appliances or kitchen gadgets? Yeah. Do they have to plug into the wall or not? Yeah. No. Okay. okay. I would say leaving white goods out, so... I mean, we all love a fridge and a stove, but... You don't want one of the Japanese fridges that opens from both sides? Wait, what? You mean like the back? No, no, you can open the door left to right or right to left. So if you're left-handed, you can open it from the left. If you're right-handed, you can open it from the right. Yeah, but you know when you like put stuff in the fridge and you kind of put it in in a way that you know it's going to fall out, but you're ready for it? Uh Uh-huh. You're fully prepped. If your door opens either direction, that's just chaos waiting to happen. That was a huge bang. I apologize. Um, bang. That's just chaos waiting to happen. I don't know if that bang actually showed up. I heard it. Uh, I okay, heard it yeah. too. Yeah. I felt it. <laughs> Sounds safe. <laughs> yeah, I would say... Training. I would say we leave off any of the extremely large appliances or white uh, appliances, as cold brew kombucha called them. Okay. I think they are technically called white goods. Like... Washing machines, dishwashers, stoves, refrigerators. And that's like just officially what they're kind of called. Makes sense to me. Even though most of the time they aren't white anymore. Join us <laughs> next week for our spinoff podcast, White Goods. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if I had to choose my favorite one, that would be hard. It would be. And also, like, with a stove itself, I do have a favorite hob, you know? Mm-hmm. There's always one that you like better than the others. That's very true. Yeah, so parents are always lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going with it doesn't necessarily have to plug in, but it's not going to be like one of the large appliances. Yeah. 
But small appliances are okay. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Should we start off with the basics? My, like, really can't live without is a stand mixer. Yeah, I I could see that. It just is what it is. I mean, the handheld ones are fine in a pinch, but there is just something about a stand mixer that makes you feel powerful, like you could bake anything. I tried to make bulla one time, (laughs) like the first year that we lived here in the UK and didn't have a stand mixer. I tried to make it by hand. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Especially with a wooden spoon, it sticks to everything. Yeah, you really can't do bread no. very easily. And I will need, I will like hand knead when you get towards the end, but getting all the wet and dry ingredients to combine, it's Incorporated, just so yeah. much easier with a mixer. Yep. Dope. I guess if, if, if part of your feeling about it is someone snarkily replying, well, our ancestors did this for centuries without a sta- without insert product. It's probably I can't live without from today's perspective. Yeah. The other thing is, just because, I mean, no, modern isn't always better, but also just because you can live without it doesn't mean you would prefer to. I prefer modern plumbing over Victorian plumbing. How's that work out in the flat? <laughs> Not well, good. Say, yeah. <laughs> most of London still runs on uh, Victorian plumbing. That's the point. <laughs> oh, man. It's not yeah. bad. It's just not as good as it could be. Ah, shoot. I just spilled wine on myself. Uh-oh. We're getting sloppy already. <laughs> Isn't it a little soon for that? I mean, not really much has happened, in, in you know, in the advancement of stand mixing capabilities. Like, we haven't even, like, advanced to seated mixing. No. I, as- I would assume that a seated mixer would be larger than a stand mixer because it would take up a whole chair. But I could be wrong on that. It might be more stable. Lower Might center be. of gravity. I don't know. If you get it, KitchenAids are pretty dang stable. Ours rocks. Really? Does it roll? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Debut album, Does It Roll? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really want to have an opinion, but it is really freaking loud outside. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tell the neighbors to shut the bleep up. <laughs> you won't even have to put a record scratch in. Wow. Are we monitoring ourselves now? I can't I can't hear whatever she's I'm not picking up what she's throwing down. Throw it on the ground. Just bear with me, sorry. Hey. I'm hoping they go away soon. They're parked like right outside of our flat, but then they're going and like walking the trash from down the road to <laughs> the truck. Rather than move the <laughs> truck. The lazy man's trash collect trash collecting. Alright. I think that they're No, I can still hear it. Oh, well. I guess I'll just issue an apology to listeners. If you hear a weird hum in the background of my recording, it's because there is a trash truck that I think has broken down outside. (laughs) Might be there forever. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stand mixers are good. Yeah, I do agree with the stand mixer. I find I use that one a lot. I don't know if it would be my, like, can't live without, though. Well, you you don't have to have just one. Yeah. Also, it should be put out there that I am not much of a chef. I am. You are more likely to find me baking. So I think that also yeah. plays into that. Yeah. I'm, I'm more likely to be cooking than baking. Why couldn't I find the word for cooking? I'm probably more likely to be baking, but. And to that effect, I don't have any. I don't have any. Can't live without appliances except for my left hand and my right hand and my knowledge. 
Right. <laughs> You've never used I would a cookbook say ever. <laughs> no. That I use probably the food processor more than I use the mixer. Okay. Just because thinking about because of the different attachments that I can put onto the food processor. Mm-hmm. So like grating things to make something like courgette bread or if I'm pureeing something. Baba ganoush. We have a new we have a new appliance, which I think is gonna become my new go to can't live without. Is it that we got for Christmas? The bougie immersion blender? Oh my god, it is. <laughs> oh <whoa>. Yes. <laughs> you guys are so, in for a ride. <laughs> pretty swish. Solicitors over Christmas. This is something that I've been thinking about getting for a while. And my mother asked what I wanted for Christmas and if there was anything we needed. And I mentioned an immersion blender. And so my parents got us a very nice immersion blender with a couple of different attachments. So it has like a little mini chopper and it comes with a little whisk, which is really handy because I have used it now for whipped cream and for egg whites. Just to have that sort of handheld whisk. And it also comes with one of those like measure cup things that you could put the immersion blender into to make purees or smoothies or whatever. Nice. Which has been really handy for pureeing pumpkin to make pumpkin waffles, recipe mm-hmm. coming soon. Nice hand motion while describing coming in handy. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That was a not an appropriate hand motion, I just realized. Um, what if we just bleep, like, that part of where you're doing it? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's going to become probably one of my can't live withouts. I've already used it so many times since Christmas. Mm -hmm. We could have used it over the holiday before, but I think it was pre-Christmas. We made a gravy that had onions in it. It was Christmas Eve puree the Uh, the onions. Yeah, so Christmas Eve, there were so many different things I was doing, and between Heritage Avocado Toast and uh, small batch hard hard seltzer, small batch hard seltzer. There we go. Nice. The two of them kept saying, would be nice to have an immersion blender right now, wouldn't it? (laughs) I am pretty sure, I'm 99.9% sure that there is one wrapped (laughs) under the tree right now. (laughs) So helpful. (laughs) But see, this way you can start fresh on Christmas Day with your capabilities for immersion blending. It's a nice clean cutoff point. Yes, because that's what we need with all our kitchen gadgets, a clean cutoff point. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we can't use this yet. <laughs> well. Uh, Month hasn't ticked over. Small segue into nice clean cutoff points. I don't know if I can't live without this because I don't make pasta, but I really like the pasta machines where they cut the shapes off for you, like in the increments of the size of the pasta you're looking for. I think that's very mm. clever. Mm. I don't think that I'd have a personal use for it that often. But I think it's kind of neat. I think that's one of the things about food processors, mixers, things like that. The amount of attachments, because you can get a pasta attachment, a sausage attachment, ice cream maker attachment, which we do have for our stand mixer. And I do love, it just takes up a lot of room in the freezer to freeze the bowl for it. However, we do use it quite a lot in the summer. Yeah. What if you were to pipe ice cream into sausage shape? And then you could have, like, dessert, sausage, and mash. I would totally try that. Should we try that? Yeah. Yeah, because you could have, like, uh, what's the the dancer lady that made the dessert? 
named after her. The ballerina. Pavlova? Oh, well... As the... Yeah, isn't Pavlova a baller- after a ballerina, and then there's Melba, which is the opera singer? The one that's the white, that would mimic mashed potatoes, because you could put the... Pavlova. Thank you. Because you could put the ice cream wieners on it for the sausage and... <laughs> I think if we were going to yeah, make ice cream sausage, I wouldn't necessarily call it wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Although the idea does sound like a winner. Yeah, it's we- wow. wieners and paths. You loved it. You that loved was a reach. It. You loved it. Oh, Wait, man. oh, no, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> just have to wait till, uh, till you hear the edit. <laughs> Giggle to yourself. Sorry, it's not on the track. <laughs> speaking of on track i really like the and i know they don't always work and they can be super frustrating but i really do enjoy when they are working those gadgets that you spin courgette in to make oh the spiralizers yeah yeah (laughs) i was actually thinking as you were saying they don't always work but i really like them i was like oh i bet it's a spiralizer yeah yeah because when it is working, it's like so satisfying. Yep. And you can get, like, you can get pretty decent cheap ones mm-hmm. that don't take up a lot of space and obviously don't, like, break the budget or anything like that, that you just do a hand crank. We've got a little, I think it's maybe the size of, uh, I was going to say a salt cellar, but I, probably a lot of people won't know what that is. <laughs> it's like the size of a small candle. Yeah. Yeah. Like the size of a a small a small fat candle. Yep, a small chub. Um. <laughs> oh. How many of our episodes are we gonna have to mark as adult content? <laughs> I no. didn't technically put anything on last week's episode, but I did think about it. But we have a lot in here that's um, questionable. <laughs> now, now wait a second. But a, a chub, by definition, already is on the smaller end. So if you were to have a small <laughs> chub, is it still a chub? Well, <laughs> I guess not. No, you're right. A micro chub? <laughs> it's not that small. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. The, the <laughs> research department is on whether chub qualifies as a bleepable four-letter word. Um, anyway (laughs) but but ours is yeah maybe the size of a of a candle uh like a decorative like a bath and body works candle yeah and it's not i mean you're not going to be making enough for a full banquet but it makes enough spiralized courgette and carrot to get away Mm mm-hmm I think for clarity, listeners, the chub we're referring to is the acronym for Commerce Hub. It's <laughs> exactly yes. it. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. This yeah. is an intellectual podcast where we discuss finance. I don't know about you, but I can't live without chub. <laughs> uh, my local wasn't chub. Wasn't there a university or a college that was chub? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that is a debut album because the chub is all caps. Uh, no. So if anyone looks that. it up, it's quite clear we we're talking it. about we our local commerce hub. A, we can't use it as a title. No, we definitely can't. Oh uh, my god. Uh, <laughs> my eyes are and my nose are running because of this. I blame you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really, and we've talked about this before when we had an episode. Did we do a full episode on apples or did we just touch on apples? The device that is like a spiralizer and you suction cup it oh. to the table and you do the apples and it cores the apple and spiralizes mm-hmm. them. And it's not that I can't live without it. It's not. But it is one of those gadgets that's super helpful to have. I have to admit that um, we got ours because Heritage Avocado Toast's parents gave it to us. Aww. And at first I thought, oh, this is just going to clutter the drawer in. No, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but one of the problems with living in the inner city and having a small flat is that you really do have to economize space. Yep. And I just thought, and I love my kitchen gadgets, I really do, but I thought, this is just going to clutter a drawer. And it's a weird shape because it's round, so it doesn't really lie flat. And actually, we've used it quite a lot. It has come in quite handy. And because it's a smaller one, it actually doesn't take up a whole lot of space because the types that you're talking about that you suction cup or clamp to the counter mm-hmm. those take up so much storage space they can yes they definitely can and even all the little attachments i know you can get attachments for like your your stand mixer and stuff all those little attachments as great as they are they do start to add up as far as taking up space yeah i will say that f- as far as attachments go for the stand mixer i usually just use the whisk the regular mixer and the dough hook. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of the extent of stuff that I do with my stand mixer. Yeah. Who came up with the dough hook? Like, like uh, it works, but who, who decided to make this S shaped fish hook thing into the, oh yeah, that's the perfect shape for if dough. If only we had a department <laughs> in the hipster at home. Conglomerate. We're a conglomerate now? I don't know. We're moving up in the world. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just assumed that there was some kind of thing that was handheld that it mimicked. And I could be completely wrong on that, but that's what I... I just assumed that it was supposed to be moving the dough the way you would if you were kneading it by hand. And... As someone who needs dough and has taken several pottery classes, it is kind of the palm shape that you yeah. use when you're... I mean, you don't really get the same, but if you're lazy, it works. Mm-hmm. Well, it does not look like any culinary scholars have written anything too drastic about the origins of the dough hook. We <laughs> do we do have its patent, its current day patent on Google. All right. It is a dough hook. When was that? It's the abstract is a dough hook for a planetary mixer, the use of which prolongs the life of mixer parts such as the shaft, gears, and the hook itself, which is characterized mm. in that the following points are located on the common edge of the hook portion. I'm not quite sure the abstract is what we're after. I think it's some yeah. technical jargon to differentiate it, but it does have a picture of a dough hook, so we're in the right area. I'll come back to you in about an hour. Okay. This might be a follow-up. We'll see. It does have to be driven by a motor. So I guess conceivably, if you just made a metal dough hook in your blacksmithing class and didn't attach it to a motor, you could just have your own dough hook, a hand hand dough hook. As everyone always takes a blacksmithing class. You know what? I wonder if it is 
slightly modeled off of like taffy hooks. It does look like that. Yeah. But that same concept of pulling, looping round, pulling, looping round, Mm -hmm. which is essentially kneading because you can't really knead sugar the same way you can knead dough. No, you can't get it all warm with your hands because then it doesn't do the thing it's supposed to do. Or if it's the the hot sugar, it's too hot to do. Also, to push with your hands. Yeah. Mm. All right, here we go. Now, now we're into the uh, the more basic English and prose portion of the patent application. We're past the specs, so I'm I'm hopeful. I really <laughs> want to know what a planetary shaft is. There's also I think we already discussed that earlier. There's also <laughs> well, okay. According to the patent office. <laughs> A planetary shaft represents mixing action, while an agitator shaft represents kneading action. <laughs> I'm just so kneading action. You say agitating action. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was right there. I couldn't help myself. I know. I was waiting. I missed like- it again. We were all <laughs> sitting there, and I was expecting someone to take it. <laughs> oh, oh man. No. Okay, okay. I have here we go. Oh all right. Hold on. Here's the here's the okay. money bit. Okay, okay. Money bit. Everyone calm down. Clearance between the dough hook of the mixer apparatus and the bowl plays an important role in the dough development. If there's too much clearance, then the hook does not effectively reach the dough, and the dough needs a longer time to develop. But if there's not enough clearance, the hook pinches the dough very hard against the bowl. Therefore, the dough uh, summarized and dot dot dot. Therefore, the dough hook of the present invention is of a helical shape and is angled such that the clearance between the reach of the hook as it is rotated and the inner periphery of the bowl is optimized. So basically, the dough hook is just a better way of kneading for physical limitations to reduce load on the mixer itself. So it's not actually, a, it appears to not be like an improvement on kneading as such, but more of a way to allow the stand mixer to knead better. Rather than mm. pinching it against the sides. That's that kind of cool that it wasn't, yeah. that it's not like, oh, we need to knead dough. What's the best way to do it? A hook! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, we've got these stand mixers, and sometimes the load gets really hard using the other stuff. So this hook does it. That's kind of neat, actually. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we did this. <laughs> I'm so glad. Good job, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. A plus work. <laughs> So that that source so is entirely patents.google.com um, if anyone else wants to look it up. Because we all know that our listeners go straight to well, Google just to in check case. our work. I was, I was citing a, a, what I'm assuming is a publicly available patent via Google as opposed to somebody's paper. There we go. <laughs> Honestly, guys, I don't think I have any can't live without appliances because I mostly am cooking. So I like a nice pan, I like spatulas, tongs, peelers, knives, cutting boards, but all this is like handheld tools as opposed to appliances. But well, what about gadgets? Because we did say it doesn't have to be something that plugs in. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, a peeler, peeling potatoes is much easier with a peeler. Is that a gadget? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tool, not a gadget. A gadget's like um, the, the burner thing, the flame burner. The Bunsen. So, the, the kitchen blowtorch? The torch, torch, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Actually, we do have a quick follow-up. So, I don't know how many of you have been following the kitchen blowtorch saga through some of our earlier episodes, but <laughs> Small Batch Hard Seltzer 
did get me a kitchen blowtorch. Much to the chagrin of Heritage Avocado Toast. Yes. Yeah, and it's on Christmas morning. It's not the kind of thing I can say to another grown adult. I forbid you to keep that Christmas present. It's- <laughs> and it's red. It's not like, no, no, we are not We are not keeping the pony. <laughs> That's a whole nother ball of wax for the kid. <laughs> you cannot take away my pony. Yeah. We we will we will home the pony somewhere appropriate, of course, but uh, it's not staying in the atrium. <laughs> Could be. Don't come yeah, for me. How know. big is that pony? Well, it is a pony, <laughs> so I mean, it's in play, right? Well, the problem with the pony is it sometimes doesn't matter what the size is if the zoning doesn't allow for a farm animal. Do your research, people. Ponies, pony zoning. Don't yeah. irresponsibly buy ponies. Yeah. Is that pony, an album? Ponies for po- life, pony not zoning? just for Christmas. <laughs> ponies for life not just for the kitchen yeah ponies not just for the kitchen that makes it sound like you're gonna serve the pony (laughs) no ponies were harmed in the making of this podcast no never it was really okay oh sorry what um it was really cute so i as we've gone over before i horseback ride and my barn sent out christmas cards and on the back was a recipe for horse treats was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> Darn cute. Darn cute. For lasagna. <laughs> okay, so if you... Just why? <laughs> Just why? I missed them a third time. it together real well. <laughs> I have missed all three of these. <laughs> I've been hard at work on the research. The playback is going to be so interesting for you. It's going to be like the first time you... <laughs> What the hell? So there is, apparently, if you Google search pony zoning, (laughs) there is a Facebook group (laughs) slash company called Pony Zone, and good news, they've finally been given the go-ahead to commence group pony activities. So, now that we've taken it out of context, uh, what it actually is, is it's basically um, an outdoor arena for, like, horse riding and ponies. And they offer tutored riding sessions, stable management, uh, etc. There's snacks and drinks included. So, yeah, it's a it's an actual actual thing where you can go and ride ponies in a group and have have a good day. Nice, good day out. I'd do that. There's no way I'm getting on a horse, but a pony that's more my size. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not like some six foot linebacker that needs I am something good- that's seventeen hands. <laughs> Coincidentally, I am not a six-foot linebacker. <laughs> Surprise! I'll have you know, I'm the average height of the global man. <laughs> uh, put that on business card. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, it's on my resume. Under <laughs> <are> special skills. <laughs> average height of the global man. Does not need special desk clearance. <laughs> Oh, could Average Height of the Global Man be a <laughs> album? <laughs> could be. We've got like seven so far in this episode. I feel like Global Man, like part of it would be an album, part of it would be a the band name, but then you've really locked yourselves in to being one-hit wonders, haven't you? Well, you with really smash have. hits and like, like, like pony zoning, what do you get? <laughs> pony zoning. <laughs> Global Man presents well, pony zoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 on the <laughs> Billboard Hot 100, Pony Zoning. Bye. Pony Zoning. Oh, no, I'm cracking up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving, away from, moving away from ponies. 
Um, <laughs> what a hand a what hand about, mixer? Get it? Oh. I was gonna say. Well, what about other appliances? Like, yeah, a hand mixer or a uh, coffee maker or coffee grinder. Oh, coffee. Yes. Okay. That, if, <laughs> if we're if we're counting, I would say any type of coffee producer apart from the little pod things those i don't care for but any of the the french presses the one you put on the the oven that i can never remember the name of oh like the mocha pot yeah anything like that if those count i'm in because those make my coffee experience so much more enjoyable Mm -hmm. and i'd have to say i mean yes you can buy already ground coffee but if you've got a grinder at home just elevate your coffee that much more. Well, and yeah. it's it's economic as well. E- economical? Oh, we're just I can't word today. But it's um, because uh, meow architecture exactly. Your beans last longer if they're not ground. Yes. Oh. Yeah, you get better flavor because they aren't. <laughs> the flavor isn't sort of leaching out. The oils aren't, mm-hmm. and also the oils can start to go rancid at a certain point. So. Yeah. <laughs> Are, he, are you all right? Why has he lost it? Oh, God. I don't know. I think he's heard something we didn't. None of us can keep it together. Yeah, as a global man, I can confirm that your beans are better when they're not ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Actually, on the topic of, of coffee pots and things like that, I'd have to say, actually, thinking about it, the appliance that I could not live without would be the kettle. The electric tea kettle. Mm-hmm. No, you can just a- boil water or microwave water to get the same effect. I don't think that's a necessity. It's nice. But it's I love it. So much faster. I love it. And I use it I just don't, so often. I'm not sure it rises to the to the the bar. I mean, ours gets I- used at least 3 times a day. Yeah. In our house. And I have to descale mine quite a lot because of the water here cuz it just gets used so much. Yeah. It's good for tea, it's good for boiling pasta, it's good for... You can pretty much do anything with it. Do you put your pasta in the kettle? <laughs> not yet, but, you know. Why not? If it's, idea. if it's small, like bow tie or like elbow macaroni, like, that'll fit. But it's so, going to coat the appliance in starch water. Starch. Just, yeah. Uh. So, back at university, you know, when you could have a hot pot if you had it less than legally... U.S. universities are weird. Yeah, they are. But anyway, I do remember somebody ruining their hot pot by trying to do tomato soup in it. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. And those aren't as high tech as an electric kettle for our British listeners. So think about how basic an electric kettle is and throw that back probably 20 years and you've got a hot pot. (laughs) I was the only person on my floor that had an electric tea kettle. And I was not the only person to use it. I used to, like, carry it to classes as well. Like, art classes, because ours were three hours long. I'd just bring my electric tea kettle. Yeah, Gigi, what is that? Something is buzzing. I hear something. Somebody somebody is doing something with power tools. Right. Well, why not? That's the dream, really. This is going to be the episode of background noises. It really is. Hope y'all are prepped for that. This is the issue with recording in your flat. In central London. <laughs> yeah, and not having any closets to hide in. think it's downstairs, so I think it's the restaurant below us. Is there any time that that restaurant is not making some ridiculous noise? Yeah, middle of the day. 
Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Seems logical. <laughs> but early morning, late night construction and middle of the night karaoke. Whew, I do miss the karaoke, <laughs> though. <laughs> so quiet here in the suburbs. <laughs> it's so quiet. Yeah, except for when somebody wants to mow their lawn at 7 a.m. Ugh. They don't usually yeah. do it at 7 a.m. It's just that we tend to record around 3 p.m., which is <laughs> prime mowing time. I, I hate the noise time. of mowing. Had my lunch. Oh. There's no football on. Kids are just coming back from school. Especially if you can get your teenagers to do it. They've just gotten home from school. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, if you've hired a teenager to do it, they're doing it after school. It's a simple solution. Don't have a yard. There we go. And then um, be in a city where your neighbors are drilling. Gee, well. Have a rock garden or uh, asphalt uh, that you, like a patio, no grass. Get that away from me. (laughs) Allergic to grass, duly noted. I wish I was. It'd be easier to defend my position. Well, okay. Emotionally allergic to grass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm emotionally allergic to nature. I don't mind nature. It's just, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't really see you camping. God, no. As like a fun activity. (laughs) No. I like campfires. But that's about where the line ends. <laughs> yeah, this whole new trend of putting a fire pit in your backyard, I fully stand behind. They are a fun time. Mm. Yes. I know it's not a kitchen gadget, but you can cook things over it. Yeah, get a grill, man. Cabin, yeah, get cabins, a, yes. Not a man. gas grill, get a charcoal or wood. Yeah, yeah. go old school. Your food will taste better, yeah. too. It, it does. adds a little something-something. Yep. It does. But do make sure if you've got wood that you're burning kiln dried wood and there are certain logs and like types of wood that are more eco-friendly in that they grow faster and they're easier to plant and reproduce and all of that but then also kiln dried so that you don't get as much smoke and all of that can you grill with bamboo i don't see why not i feel like mentally i don't as long as it's properly dried out but i don't know anyone that does and that is one of the fastest growing woods it is and bamboo makes great kitchen gadgets. It does. It does. See, I tried to shove that back yeah. in. Yeah. The- Speaking of, like, kitchen <laughs> gadgets, you know how that whole new, like, bring your own straw thing is kind of huge? Uh-huh. My mom was nice enough to get me a straw and a little case that attaches to your keys. That's fantastic. <laughs> so I can bring my own straw around now. I do not have my own straw to bring, which... I mean, we have plenty of metal ones, but I do have one of those little kits that you can keep in your bag that has a fork spoon and I don't have a fork spoon and knife. I've got a fork spoon and chopsticks. Makes sense. That my friend brought me from Taiwan where she lives. Well, where her parents live. She now lives in London. But anyway, she had brought it back for me. And that is so handy. Yeah. Don't be afraid to bring your own utensils. It's not a weird thing anymore. And it's... You just never know when something's gonna, when you're gonna have something that needs utensil. And I know there's this whole, oh, well, there'd probably be plastic ones around, but actually that's not true. No. There's a lot of times when there's no utensil around. Especially with people trying to cut down on plastics. Mm hmm. And, you know, living in a sort of post COVID world, a lot of offices and things like that are trying to cut down on shared utensils. Mm-hmm. So it's really handy to have your own. And um, doesn't look like bamboo is too commonly used as a cooking wood. Mostly it's for utensils and things like that. But apparently it's easy to split, cooks high and fast. So they say it's good for 
lighting other woods that take longer to start. Oh, I guess I could see because it doesn't have because part of the the longevity of the wood is how dense it, it is. Also leaves a lot of ash. Wrong mm-hmm. burning of bamboo may explode. Ah, okay. Well, it then. does tend to carry a lot of water. Mm-hmm. It's also a little All harmful right, and toxic. Don't grill bamboo. Yeah, you heard it here first or second. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on whether you've looked it up yourself. I would love to put some bamboo in our roof garden. It'd be really pretty. Maybe, maybe this is the year. Sorry, I'm being distracted. Distracted. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think about other ones that I use all the time. I use the blender really frequently here because I have a smoothie addiction. Blender drinks. Oh, I I know I love a good margarita on the rocks, but there is just something about a margarita from a blender that is just kind of a classic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is, isn't it all icy? Yep. Pina colada in the summer. Mm. Daiquiris. It's like adult ice cream. Is it is like adult ice cream. And actually, one of the things I also like to make in the summer that you kind of need the blender for is your own sort of frappuccino. I'm sure frappuccino's technically copyrighted or trademarked mm-hmm. or whatever, but ice, coffee, milk, sometimes ice cream if you want to get a little wild. Woo! Yeah. It's a, it's a lovely afternoon treat. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are things that can replace a blender, especially with like a food processor or something. And so feel free to do your research before you buy gadgets to see whether it could do mm-hmm. multiple things to help you out, especially when you need to conserve space like in a apartment or flat. Yeah. I would say that's probably the biggest thing is food processors and stand mixers and all of those because they have so many different attachments. Yeah. Look into which one is going to give you the best bang for your buck. Same with immersion blenders, because a lot of the immersion blenders now can actually crush ice. So, I mean, the one that we just got for Christmas technically should make smoothies. So then maybe you don't need a full food processor. Maybe that's not something you can fit in your flat. And controversial uh, opinion over here, I don't actually use ice in my smoothies. I just use frozen fruit. Oh, Frozen fruit's the best way to do it. it. The ice I find waters it down too much. So in case we're looking, yep. are we? Should I do a? Should I do a quick smoothie recipe for the blog? Because I do make them every day. Yeah, frozen fruit. I I agree. That's what I tend to use. And you can get the bags of smoothie mm-hmm. blends, like the you know mixed frozen fruit, yep. or you can just chop up your own fruit. Especially if it starts to, if it's starting to get a bit old. And you know you can't really eat it as a fresh fruit anymore, mm-hmm. but it hasn't turned. Yep. Like save it, chop it up, stick it in a in a container, freezer safe bag, and that's what I do with bananas because I found that bunches of bananas I just can't eat. People, no one mm-hmm. eats them fast enough. So when it's getting towards no. the end of its life and it's before it hits the banana e stage and the full mush, just chop it up, throw it in a bag, throw it in the freezer. Remember to peel it. Yes. So many people don't remember to peel bananas when they th- before they freeze oh them. Oh my gosh. And you will regret that. Yep. But I do the same thing. I like my bananas kind of green. I feel like we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. so you probably already know. But I do like my bananas slightly towards the greener end. And when they start to get basically ripe to the very ripe, freezing them so that they can either be made into a smoothie or banana bread Mm -hmm. is a brilliant way to save them and make sure they don't go to waste and chocolate dip them if you feel and fancy for desserts 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> chocolate dip bananas. It's like a healthier version of ice cream. <laughs> Heritage Avocado says he's rolling his eyes because he hates chocolate chip bananas. Really? Not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Every time I suggest making them, he's like, why? I don't like chocolate-covered strawberries either. I'd rather just have the fruit and the chocolate separate. Okay. Also, uh, I found that chocolate-dipped things, they tend to use the waxier chocolate. Whereas yeah. if you're just doing a straight ganache on the side, you've got the, the hard stuff. But you don't have to use you the You need the super chocolate. glossy, what is that, marble called? Or what's the... Oh, the like mirror glass glaze. finish or whatever. Mirror glaze. I only, I only have mirror glaze bananas. <laughs> Break out the gelatin. <laughs> hey, I was going through the cabinet in here looking for some lifesavers that we have in a bag, and I found a packet of Kool-Aid inside the bag of lifesavers. What? How? I don't know. Just one of one of life's mysteries. I blame the cats. <laughs> Hipster cats. Well, you did just have family. Did they reorganize your cabinets? I doubt it. Kind of doubt they would do that. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put one packet of Kool-Aid in their their lifesavers packet. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you no. This is it's it's the same person as whoever put the the textile from Japan that we couldn't find for ages that we finally freaking found. So here's story. And I think, actually, I think Retro Dime Jacket, you do know this. Yeah, because you were living here at the time. So Heritage Avocado Toast and myself went to Japan in 2018, 2017? 18, I think. Can't remember. And Might have been 17. I got this very cool textile, which is a screen print of, it's supposed to be the famous woodblock print of the fisherman with the wave, mm-hmm. except that it's then got Godzilla in the wave. I got it at the Manga Museum in Kyoto. And I had put it aside because I was going to mount it, frame it, all of that. And it went missing and we could not find it anywhere. And I was ripping the flat apart. And our flat is not big. Okay. Center, middle of London. We do not have a big flat. Also, we, as we've mentioned several not, times, no closets. So <laughs> yeah, no closets, Victorian conversion. So there's, there's very few places for things to hide. So could not find it anywhere. And then this past, like, just about three weeks ago, went into the drawer of computer gear, which I use constantly, that drawer, because it's got all our recording equipment and all of my computer wires and all of that, and it's right in the living room, and it was sitting right on the top of that drawer. I don't understand. <laughs> I have no idea. Yep. That's that's a magic. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing and kind of creepy. <laughs> It was definitely the cats. <laughs> definitely they moved the it cats. around the flat while you were searching. They Yeah, they probably just kept sticking it in weird places. They probably had it under the couch for a while. Maybe under the bookshelf. But yeah, it was, oh, it was so creepy, though. Because this is... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because you went to Japan after the move, right? It's not even like you would have shoved it in something before yeah. the move. So Heritage Avocado Toast was mentioning that he finds appliances to be quite loud they can be there's lots of whirring lots of stirring lots of buzzing lots of zhuzhing we need a silencer for those kitchen appliances what are your feelings on people who turn off the beeping or dinging on on things like timers microwaves uh for the most part champions we don't need anything dinging we have enough sounds in our lives there's a couple but how do you know something's done? Yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple important things you need to know. Like when the smoke alarm is going off, but <laughs> that's about it. 
But if you don't hear your timer go off, then you're more likely to hear the smoke alarm go off. Yeah. Well, uh, like a timer, <laughs> a timer is not under discussion. It's the the dinging and the beeping on like microwaves and dishwashers and the stove when it comes to temperature. We don't need any of that. But we okay. do need a timer for when our roast is done. Yes. But is there anything more satisfying than the little song that rice makers make? <laughs> oh, okay, that's different, though. That's fun. <laughs> that stuff's fun. So does that mean that we should just make all of them fun instead of obnoxious beeping? They should all make little songs? Yeah. Yeah, if each of my appliances had a different song, I'd be okay with that. It'd be pretty darn cute. Because, like, if, you're, if your washing machine takes an hour and a half, let's say, to run a full cycle, and you do laundry at four. You don't need a timer to know you should probably check the laundry after 5.45. It's going to be done. You don't, need, you don't need it buzzing the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I set, uh, I set timers for myself just because my ADD brain will forget that I was doing it at all. And so if I don't have a timer go off on either my phone or my watch... I will forget it. I don't usually keep the timer on on things like the washing machine, but I do need to set a timer for myself. That's okay, because it's not on the machine. don't necessarily... The, the thing is, that I don't always hear it go off, because we oftentimes keep our kitchen door closed mm -hmm. because of the cats. So I don't always hear it beep or buzz or whatever it does, and then completely forget about it. Well, I like our very high-tech microwave, where if you just let the dial tick down from five to zero, it will just quietly shut off. But if you decide, nope, it's hot, I'm going to I'm gonna turn the dial to off, it will ding while you turn it off. But if you yeah. just let it finish, it stops early and just kind of <laughs> betters out. It also doesn't actually keep time correctly. No, no. This, this, is, this, this is the same microwave with the turn knob, right? Yeah. Yes. This microwave... Listeners was um free. <laughs> it's probably from the early nineties at It's discolored. I try not to get it into a lot of our photos when we're doing like food <laughs> shots or cooking shots in the blog. It's not discolored, it's wise and aged. <laughs> so we had a neighbor back in our old building who was moving in with a partner, and as a result, she didn't need Basically, they didn't eat two of everything. and Stackable so microwaves can be very, very useful. <laughs> Stackable microwaves? <laughs> Is it like the double oven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she had come down and asked if we wanted this before she took it to the charity shop or anything like that. And we did not have a microwave at the time. So we said, sure, we'll take it. And that's how we got our... Our microwave. A decade later, she's still going. She's still purring like a kitten. And the microwave still works, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. If, are, if by uh... chance she is listening, I was not making a pass at her. <laughs> oh, dear. How funny would it be if she was one of our listeners somehow by... The winds that would of fate. Be very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if anyone ever stumbles across this podcast. I hope. <laughs> and if you do stumble across this podcast, or you are a, a a weekly listener, 
and you want to leave a review, I just got a notification from Spotify saying that we can now bug our listeners on Spotify to leave reviews. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. That feels really aggressive. Yeah, so you can review and rate us. I guess this is not the optimal time to say that I never review anything. I I rarely review anything, but uh, if you are going to leave us a review, let's go with the... um, Let's go with the professors going for university style. Only give a review if it's good. Otherwise, yeah. feel free to opt out of that. <laughs> this is not Glassdoor. We're not looking for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We only want your flattery, listeners. You, you can kick your constructive criticism down the stairwell. <laughs> Speaking of talking a lot, I was just looking at the, the amount of time we've been recording. We <laughs> probably got an hour again. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea how much of this we're going to keep. Well, there's quite a lot of... I feel like we've really gone on a weird tangent We really have. Last week was more on topic. This one's been more traditional rambling. I feel like we should change our intro (laughs) from, you know, we're highly opinionated to, we can't stay on topic. (laughs) Good luck if it's about what we told you the episode was about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're highly opinionated, and um, we don't know if we're going to talk about what we say we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to close out with an unpopular opinion. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) What? Did Alexa just turn on? (laughs) Did Alexa stop? Does Alexa have an unpopular opinion? Apparently she does, but I didn't even say her name. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, she really thinks everything's about her. Kind of like, yeah. She's there's so a, There's mean. a kitchen appliance that's useful, but also not. The Amazon Echo. Great when you're shouting things like, we're out of milk, or please set a timer for this. Not so great when you're just trying to live your life, or anyone on YouTube feels they need to make a joke related to the Echo. Yeah. That's accurate. Just say, YouTube needs a, or YouTube or comedians in general need to agree on a sort of code word for her wake word that they use when making that joke just so that sh- they don't accidentally wake the one in your house up. Because yeah. that's really annoying. Because I think Google kind of did it a little bit better where you have to say, okay, Google, and it doesn't mm-hmm. respond to just Google. But when you say, Alexa, that's all she needs. Yeah, exactly. Which is why Retro Dem Jagged can say it, but I can't because I'm sitting in the room with her. And occasionally I do silence her during podcast recordings, but I did not today, and that's what happens. But anyway, back to the unpopular opinion. I am very torn on my feelings about garlic presses. Oh, Oh. yeah. Because if you have a good one, it's great. Yep. But there are so many out there that aren't that good. And they're more of a mess yep. than they are useful. Yep. And you end up with a lot of waste that you end up having to chop anyway at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the time I'd rather just chop it up with a knife. Um, we did see a nice rolly gadget that looked really yeah, good. Yeah, I was going to say, I want day. the rolly. My one. mom has that and she loves it. And I oh, will yeah? say it is super easy to use. It looks like a game it, changer. Yeah. I think so we need fun. to get one of those because the one that we have is one of the you know drop the clove in and squeeze Mm -hmm. but it not everything comes out through the holes and it gets a lot of stuff like stuck inside and it does come apart quite easily to clean but you do end up wasting a lot of so 
and I don't want to waste that garlic. So yeah. I end up taking it out, chopping it up anyway, and then feeling stupid for having used that because now I've got two things to clean. No, but honestly, my mom does have the little one that rolls and it's super great. Like pulling it apart, sometimes stuff gets stuck in the um, sharp part that rotates, but mm-hmm. it still does an amazing job and you really don't waste that much. And it's super yeah. easy to clean. It comes apart pretty easily, so I don't know. Ten out of ten would recommend. It's also not a gadget that takes up a lot of space either. No, now my parents have one of the hand, like the crush ones, mm-hmm. and it works really, really well. But it's also solid. You could knock somebody out cold with that thing. Yep. And I think that's why it works so well. Whereas the newer stainless steel ones just don't really do the same job. No, if it's not basically made out of lead and could be used as a weapon in your purse, then it's not going to work quite right. Exactly. Are we still talking about garlic presses or have we moved on to meat tenderizers? <laughs> well, Nobody uses meat tenderizers anymore. Yeah. I don't know why. I use, oh. well, I just use my left hand and my right hand and my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we come full circle. <laughs> And on that note. <laughs> and on that note, uh, maybe I'll play this out. <laughs> the fact that we managed to actually come back around for once is honestly impressive. It is pretty impressive. Well, thank you for joining us on this mess of a kitchen adventure. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating. Remember to drop a like. And for more hipster content, head on over to the blog, hipsteratthome.co.uk. Take care now. Bye. Bye. We we are a niche person. This is the niche personality. You're a niche personality. All right, let's go. My face is a niche personality. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to niche your face. All right.